what might you do if you received a mysterious delivery but had no idea who sent it? What if that unmarked package contained an old diary with no explanation? That's exactly what happened to Angela. The only clue was a note. It contained just six words that were stuck to the worn front cover of the thick leather-bound book filled with hundreds of handwritten pages. The note said, use this as you see fit. The last entry of the diary, which seems to be filled with personal stories involving cannabis, is dated April 20th, 2022. It's intriguing. Who wrote the diary? Where did it come from and why was it sent? Angela, along with her friend Brandon, are ready to explore the entries to learn more. Even though they have no idea who the author is or why the diary was anonymously sent, they're both committed to finding answers. On this podcast, we're exploring the diary and learning more about the experiences of whoever wrote it. Through that exploration, hopefully we'll solve the mystery of the diary and why Angela was trusted with this extraordinary responsibility. Well, hello, Angela. Well, hello, Brandon. How's your week going? Um, like pretty solid, pretty standard. Okay. How about you? Um, mine is, I think it's par. So it's just neutral, right? It's neutral. It's a neutral. Yeah, it's a neutral week. Yes. Not bad. Not good. Not amazing, yet not horrible. <laughs> is wait, is that what it means? Like, is this the concept behind when somebody says it's par for the course? I believe so. Ah, I just put that together. And that's actually from golf, Scottish game. True story. What that it was Scottish game? Question mark. No, it's a Scottish game. But do you know that? Is this just something that you're hoping to be true because you said it out loud? No, it's a Scottish game. All right, then yeah. I will take that. Four. You know. Oh. Yeah, they'd yell that out. So. All right. Yeah. I'm digging the accent. Oh, th- <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. You so. are so much better at voices than I am. Yeah, well, I learned from the best. Yes. Who was the gentleman that we, we talked about last time um, from Double Dare? The announcer? Oh, Mark Summers. No, no, no. The announcer. Who Harvey. You knew by name. Harvey. That's Harvey. what it was. Yes. yes the great Harvey. Har- the great Harvey. Yes. The great Harvey. So have you been thinking about the last time we talked uh, pretty much every moment of every day because you can't stop thinking about what it meant when it said, Angela, pay attention? Uh, yeah. And since it said that, now I've been paying attention and I see umbrellas everywhere. I saw a kid walk around with an umbrella. Uh, and I saw another, uh, an adult walk around with an umbrella. Um, question: Was it raining? <laughs> yes, it was. It was raining very. You, well, you saw you you were you were in that rain as well too. You saw that rain. So okay, so seeing umbrellas everywhere in rain, but not th- so shocking. But I think it'd be kind of cool to just carry around an umbrella even on a sunny day, just to be that cool guy. Nobody's stopping you, except for my own, maybe my own fear that I have. Okay. And would it be the same like like let's say rain protection umbrella or the the kind that you know like the fabric kind that were just there to shield the sun? Oh, the Michael Jackson kind. No. Wait, what? Michael Jackson, he always had somebody that would walk around with a black umbrella that was on top of him, like that that hold it up so he didn't get, you know, burned. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. It happened all the time. He would like dance on top of cars and stuff with it. 
Isn't there a different word for umbrella in England? Uh, probably a non-wetter. <laughs> so just made that up. Okay. <laughs> that makes um, sense. <laughs> never mind. I thought that that fun fact, but if it wasn't on Double Dare, it does not exist. <laughs> um, well, you know, speaking of umbrellas. Mm-hmm. So in that last entry where there was the pay attention part with the closed umbrella and then the other note that was the 419.99 with the open umbrella. Yes. Do you know that I've realized that there are umbrellas throughout? They're very subtle. Oh, throughout the entire diary. Like where you now I'm seeing them pop up more and like, I, like I just a, didn't notice it before. Like a, like on the letter J? No, no. And interesting thought mm-hmm. and it doesn't tend to be in with the text like it's sometimes like off to the side it, it it doesn't feel totally random but i haven't figured out what they're there for drawn in the margins sometimes sometimes not like yeah okay like, it, well it depends because you know it's all handwritten. now what do you think the uh the umbrella means i don't know okay i mean it might be a bit maybe it's it's a, a maybe it's a way to say to stay safe from the outside world when it comes down on you. Sure. Yeah. That very much sounds like a Christina Aguilera song. <laughs> to to keep away from, like to keep <laughs> to keep you know to keep out the fears. So yeah, these umbrellas are a little perplexing, mm-hmm. but I, you know I'm I'm up for the challenge. I know you're up for the challenge. But here's the deal. What's the deal? I want to throw a number out at you. Seventeen. No. 42. No. How long do we do this? Oh, we do, we do it until I figure out the number. Okay, but I couldn't just tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, fine. You or wait, do me. you want me to give you a hint? Yes, give me a hint. It's between 12 and 14. Oh my 12. gosh. 12.2. You, are... <laughs> 12.3? Your, your brow was so furrowed for a minute while you were like calculating. Um, and then apparently recalculating. Um, well, my brain is a fine-tuned machine. Sure. Like a fine-tuned math machine. <laughs> in fact, in, in fact, growing up, they used to call me the math, the math kid, the math, math, math kid. Okay. Because I knew Nothing math. Nothing so- about that is believable. <laughs> like based on what you said, now I don't even believe you about the Scottish golf part either. So whatevs. <laughs> But I'm saying round number between 12 and 14. Round number. Whole number. Whole number. Oh, oh, 13. 13. Okay. All right. That's what I want to talk about. You want to talk about the number 13? Yes. So you want to talk about how in buildings and skyscrapers there isn't a floor 13 in any of those skyscrapers? It goes from 12 to 14? I think there are probably skyscrapers out there that have 13s in them. Mm, yeah. I feel mostly certain. The unlucky ones. Oh. Like the Nakatomi Plaza. They had it. They had, in Die Hard, they had a 13th floor. Is that and where all the bad things happen? You know what happened at the Nakatomi Plaza. I do, but I never paid attention to the floors. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. There's no 13. I think if you go back and watch it, you'll see the inside. There's the buttons to go for the elevator and there's mm-hmm. no 13 on those buttons hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'll have to put that on the list yeah i know of it things that on. i will probably never get to <laughs> <laughs> you'll get to it you'll get to it so just that uh, 13 makes people uncomfortable sometimes 
Yes. Do you, isn't there a name for the the fear of the number thirteen? Uh, probably. Well, trinocophoba. Yeah. No. Because it's okay. No. What, that doesn't sound right either. What is what is the what is the the fear? Well, of I was the... asking you, but I I will say that I know. Do you know what it is? I do. What is it? Triskaidekaphobia. 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 Wrong. Mm, no, that's wrong. I I yeah. Triskaidekaphobia. So. So, uh, that's a common fear. Apparently. The number thirteen. Yeah. Like you like they cower in fear. For some, I suppose. So what do they do on Friday the thirteenth? I don't know. I'd sit in a or or in a closet any, or any of that thirteenth day. Sit in the basement, not move, not see the outside world. Well, that's just sad. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. What are you afraid of? Um, being asked what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah, you're getting all sweaty. There's like a glisten on you from like this angle. Uh, your turn. <laughs> what are you afraid of? Clowns, spiders. Uh, I have a fear of inverted heights. Um, Wait, what's an inverted height? Uh, like a domed area. I don't okay. like I don't like domed areas because I feel like the ceiling is gonna fall. Okay, so you have a list. Yeah, and so you've just been waiting for somebody to ask. Scorpions, I have a fear of scorpions. Um, uh, the yeah, like undersea, like super duper deep water undersea creatures. Okay. I have a fear of that. Uh, ooh, I have a fear of getting. <laughs> I have a fear of getting like stabbed in the middle of my sleep. Okay, so fears are like your jam. I like. Yeah, I. I don't fear jam though. Learning new things about you. Yeah, unless it's like a black jam that's like just kind of like a like tar. Yeah, like Is that a tar. What you just yeah, describe. Like tar. You're afraid of tar. I'm afraid of tar and deep sea creatures. Mm-hmm. Deep sea clowns. creatures and clowns and. Spiders. And spiders. Yes. Okay. So, you know what the number one fear is? In the world? Uh, yeah, yeah sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead. I, I don't know about in the world. Maybe I, I assume it's in America, but I'm, I'm not sure about a, a global fear. I know. Dying alone. No. Oh. Although that is, a that is, death and death related things uh, is typically number two. What's number one? Uh, glossophobia. Lip, like like the fear of lip gloss? No. No. I wonder what that is called, though. Glossophobia? The fear of not dry lips. Hmm. No, glossophobia is the fear of public speaking. Oh. Yeah. Why is that more fearful? Yeah, good question. And 75% dying. of people experience some form of glossophobia. Okay. And number two is death. You know, like some sort of death um, related fear and I don't have the numbers in front of me but it's a lot like the, the difference from number one to number two is a lot hmm. public speaking is 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 option reported the number, well, the number why, why is it that we are are speaking of these scary things do you know what we have done 12 times before today we've looked through this diary like well we've talked about the diary together I think about like 12 times. Yes. Yes. We've, I mean, collectively, we've both looked at it way more than 12 times. But yes. So as of today, mm-hmm. 
Oh, by the way, another thing is I have a fear of gloves. Are you trying to tell me something here? Yeah. There's you a, still wore, like, you're still wearing your gloves, right? No, when I'm you, not. Uh, we've gotten to the point. Okay, we've just well, gotten, then you've lost privileges. That's all I can say about that. We've gotten so comfortable with this diary. Wrong, wrong. I still wear gloves every time. Wrong. I'm wearing them right now. Now you're have to you're gonna have to be supervised anytime you're looking at it. All right, so we've we've gone through twelve different diary entries. We have, and I wanted to kind of like pause in this moment in time, and kind of look at what each what we've taken away from each of those twelve entries. Okay, how do you feel about that? Oh, I feel good about it. So it's gonna be like a um. Like a Daverman, David Letterman top 12 list. Sh- sure. I mean, sure. Like, we can call it that. We can call it whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. So, do you remember the first time we sat down and went through a diary entry? Feels like the first time. <laughs> uh, yes, I remember being very confused. Uh, right. And that is a reoccurring theme throughout each of the uh, entries that we've looked at, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't learn some stuff, but there's we end up with more questions and answers, seemingly, with, with the more we learn. Yes. Okay? Yep. So that first entry, do you remember Dr. Raphael Michelin? I remember not being able to pronounce his name for the very first time, and then now his name is ingrained in my brain. Good. Yep. Good. So in that first entry, we ended up reading all about this author, Mm -hmm. because at the time, we didn't know who was really documenting what was happening. And that was like an entry that looked at how Dr. Mashulam discovered THC. Mm -hmm. And oh, oh, and you remember he had um, some Lebanese hash. That he got from the Tel Aviv police station. Yes. Because of that, like, funky intersection with the American elected official. Yes. Who was afraid that his son was going to... Like a senator's son. It was something like that. Senator, yeah. congressman, something like that. Yeah. Um, Very powerful, powerful person. Right. And this is a common theme. We have found that things, advancements happen as people in power, um, you know act or behave in a way to change the narrative but that was that was a really good entry and we learned about the family and did lots of talking about well you and i did lots of talking about like origin stuff yes yeah the origin story so that was that was entry one Mm -hmm. and then i i think after that we were hooked huh yeah we then went on to Entry two. <laughs> oh, and that was that was a throwback drum roll. Your poor stomach. Oh, he's gotten better now. Now I've got calluses all over my stomach. How many times a day are you doing that? Uh, do it a lot. So entry two. Do you recall what entry two was focused on? It was about LaGuardia, and LaGuardia made a really interesting report. Where he was like, all this stuff is BS that you guys are saying about the cannabis, and uh, I don't believe you, and I think, uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, that's how he talked, too. Why? So, Why is that the voice that I'm, you've uh, assigned to Mayor LaGuardia? I'm Mayor LaGuardia, yeah. 
trashy. <laughs> Huh, some mixed bag there. <laughs> yes. But so if I recall that one, it was a New York Times piece that ends up having a weird title. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, here it is. Experts discount marijuana. Oh, that maybe that one wasn't the weird title. Experts discount marijuana as big factor in crime, but drive on it will be pressed. Yes. Strange yes. title. Let me do that again. Experts discount marijuana as big factor in crime, but drive on it will be pressed. That's still a super confusing title to me. But the takeaways from the report, and that was 1945-ish, mm -hmm. 44, 45. And that report, because we know, or at least I've read, that LaGuardia did not like... Harry Anslinger. He no. Like what he was saying because Anslinger was spreading rumors about, um, you know, this this being a huge problem in New York. And LaGuardia was like, no, mm -mm. we're going to. No, see, it's what? not a big problem. <laughs> and he, he's like, I'm telling you, Anslinger. And Anslinger's <laughs> like, I'm telling you, LaGuardia. So. Well, so sure. I'm, I'm imagining that that verbal battle in my head right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but there were the report reinforced the same thing that the Indian Hemp Commission reinforced in the 1890s. And then same messaging that went on to be reinforced by, you know, Pretty Man and Ladane and the Schaefer Commission and all of those other reports that continued to back up, you know, what LaGuardia and his very significant team, he put together a lot of like different you know, stakeholders, there was hospital and healthcare. There was folks from Rikers Island, if I remember correctly. You got Tony Stark. You got <laughs> Iron, or you got uh, Aquaman. Uh, I think you got Batman in there. So a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. He was really putting together one of them Justice, Avenger Justice Leagues. And like, you know, we're not gonna, I want to move on to the next one, but Man, I, it's mind-boggling to me that we're in 2023 at this point. Mm -hmm. And this was a report from 1944. Okay. And I think this piece came out in 45. But anyway. Um, all right. Entry three. Oh, that was the BFJJ scale. Oh, breezy, frolicsome, jaunty, and jubilant. <laughs> I, and we did pledge, I think, to try and bring some of those words into just regular speak. I I did that. I was at a restaurant the other day and the waiter was like, what would you like? And I was like, well, kind sir, I could absolutely go for a jubilant cocktail. And what what did he say to you? He said, what the... <laughs> And I said, no need to be so frolicsome, son. <laughs> so what did he bring you? Uh, like a yingling? You <laughs> <laughs> brought me the check. <laughs> pushed me out the door. Okay, so... He the, was being very breezy with me. The, the BFJJ scale was when Mary, who we now know is Mary, but mm -hmm. we didn't then, um, was playing Boggle which mm -hmm. was a new board game at the time. And that was in the 70s, right? Was it? 
70 yeah it was 74 okay is when that entry was from and we learned that mary knows how to have a good time mary likes to partay and wait 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 wasn't that the episode wait 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 wasn't that the one that the entry that featured you know passing gas oh the farting (laughs) one (laughs) right yeah because it's always funny Yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah. And just so you know, like, I'm going to end up asking you which of these entries has been your favorite one so far. Okay. So I I just want to plant that seed now. Okay, okay. So I can hear a bit about that. And episode four was Them First Kicks Are a Killer. Do you remember? Uh... <laughs> yeah, jazz. Jazz. With mez. Jazz. I can't do any of that. If I tried to do that right now, you can't do a mouth trumpet. I can't. Come on. I. I'm. I. I Come on. It'll be embarrassing. Uh, that's the point. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> That was fantastic. That was yeah. Now you're patronizing, no, and that's I'm cool. Not. That's that fine. Was... I'll take it. Them first kicks are a killer. Yeah, and yeah. that one, that entry, the fourth one that we looked at, um, was around the time that Mez's autobiography, uh, really the blues, came mm-hmm. out. And you know, for me, that one really, I I just fell in love with the language that mary ends up you know writing in the diary from mez's book about like his first experience with cannabis yeah it slowed down time yeah yeah which was i mean especially whenever you're playing some hot jazz licks hot jazz uh (laughs) slows it down a bit and then you can kind of like pick up on a little bit easier pick on a little quicker so kind of explore the uh explore the the time that you're in there I can see that. Yeah. And it it struck me because I've read really the blues and um, that there was such commentary on how alcohol like it, it just was not the same, despite the fact that there were many musicians consuming alcohol. Yeah. That it did not. And they stole to this day. Right. It did <laughs> not enhance necessarily for everyone. Mm-hmm. And and Mez really focused on the enhancement aspect. Yeah. Um, let's see. Episode five was back to the 70s. Yeah. With Dr. X. Doc. Was it? No. Oh, Mr. X. Mr. X. Wait. So you're kind of right because it was Dr. Grinspoon. Mm -hmm. If that's how you say his last name, I assume so. Dr. Lester Grinspoon. Not to be confused with Peter, his son, um, who is very active in the cannabis advocacy space. I think we talked about him okay. in relation to one of these entries at 1.2. But Dr. Grinspoon had a friend, Mr. X. Yeah. Reach for the stars. <laughs> and it was posthumously. That means after he passed, right? Posthumously. Po- oh, is it posthumously? I like posthumously. That sounds very Jersey to say it that way. Did I say it wrong? I'm. I'm pronunciations are not my thing, apparently. It's so pos- is it posthumously. 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 Thank you, Brandon. Um, it was only then that we found out who Mr. X actually was and the work that he did. Um, that was uh, some of it inspired by um 
cannabis. And if I remember correctly in that entry, Mary um, described how he would record himself mm-hmm. um, in, in, a, in a state after consuming cannabis and then would kind of go back through and work work through the recording to see if there was any good stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure there was some not great stuff. Oh yeah. He mentioned that a lot. <laughs> I'm sure there because in that moment you're 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 thinking, Oh, this is the best thing I've ever written. This is genius. And I am the sh <laughs> and then <laughs> I am sh <laughs> you go back and you look <laughs> and sometimes there's like slivers, right? Like you take the pieces, but it's yeah. not all masterpiece no 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 no. you take the best parts of everything you put it together and that's how you end up with a masterpiece and that's why it's called a masterpiece right not a pieces not a master master hole hole. (laughs) (laughs) jinx in the worst way possible (laughs) (laughs) anyway speaking of holes um, I, I, I didn't have anything there. I just wanted to segue away. Into Shia LaBeouf? No. Oh. To, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He that was, was a white novel. Yeah. yeah. And movie. Um, episode six took us all the way back. I think episode six might have ended. Oh, I did it again. Entry six. Okay. Taking us all the way back to entry six in 1890. And I think that entry might have been. The oldest that we've looked at so far, I, there are older ones in there, but we just haven't gotten to them. Mm-hmm. And that was another, from what I, from how I see it, another poorly um, titled piece that was Therapeutical Uses and Toxic Effects of Cannabis Indica. Mm, by Sir John Russell Reynolds. Yes. And do you remember that there, the, the, he wrote a like a, Nuh-uh, peace. What was the guy's name? What was the guy's no, name? You didn't. Um, oh, it was uh, WW because we talked about it being Wicked Ways. But oh. I, I don't know that we ever figured out who WW was. No, we thought it was Walt Whitman. N- no, we didn't. Okay, well, I thought it was Walt Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's fine. You're allowed to think whatever you want. I'm sorry, that sounded a little sharp. But mm, we... Mm-mm. But... We did also hear about QV, the oh. the Queen in that one. Oh, Queen Victoria. Because Sir John Russell Reynolds was a personal physician. And that this was actually when we learned uh, Mary's name. Oh, yes. From we the did. Rose Garden. Yes, we did. Um oh. no, do you think entry, that entry, think- the sixth entry we looked at was a was a big deal, BFD. Do you think Sir John Russell Reynolds spoke the the, the Queen's English? Yes, it's, as it, opposed to the King's English. Uh, wouldn't it just be like an octave lower? <laughs> <laughs> and, and kudos to me for knowing that music term, right? Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, you've been learning. No musical ability needed. You've been learning, young Padme. So, um. I, right, King's English, Queen's English, sure, sure. And yeah, that's when uh, Mary. We figured out who at least was speaking to us. Yeah. From beyond the grave. Well, we don't know that. We're, like, well, why? And this is where, like, when you put the question out into the world, I'm like, just why? Why has she <laughs> sent this to us? Why has she told me to pay attention? Yes. <sighs> I just... I just want to know. 
Well, maybe it's maybe maybe that's just uh, that it just means we have to keep going forth. Maybe. I want Mary, come talk to me. Westward. Mary, talk to me. Westward ho. So after Sir John Russell Reynolds in 1890, mm-hmm. we 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 went way forward to 2019 and Dr. Rachel Knox talking about the endocannabinoid. Uh, hmm. Endocannabinoid. Right, but wasn't it didn't we didn't you do it with the the Muppets theme song behind it? Yeah, but you would speak it. You would say endocannabinoid. Do 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 do. Yeah, but I I was trying to do what you do, and it just <laughs> fell flat. It didn't. And fell it did flat. not work. You did it better than no. Me. And so endocannabinoid. Do 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 do. And I've <laughs> I've very much appreciated how she talked the audience through from that TEDx. She wanted everyone to understand exactly how to say ECS. And her, that TEDx that Mary described that I went back and watched, like, mm-hmm. um, again, I, I just, she, what a, a, an amazing resource and advocate at this point that really wants to share. And very, and very good at getting the point across. Right. In a very concise and nice manner. Well, I mean, she was high energy too. So yeah. she, like, and she, and like an excellent was, public speaker. And I don't think she was high either. No, and I don't know if she has glossophobia, but if she does, <laughs> she covered it up real good. I don't think she does. She's I, probably as scared of spiders, though. <laughs> she seemed like a clown. Yeah, and deep water fishing. And deep no, water, deep, water, deep water um fish yes, creatures, creatures, and yes. scorpions. Yes. Yeah. And I'm it's I just want you to know that I'm aware of these fears and I will do anything I can when I'm in your space to make sure that they don't come anywhere near you. That's all we can ever ask for. Yeah, that's I, I give you my word. Um, But yeah, Dr. Knox. Whoo. That was a good one. But mm-hmm. that was a big jump to go from 1890 to 2019. Yeah. And then by the time we got to our eighth entry. We were still pretty contemporary because that was around the time of the Waldos and four nineteen point nine nine plus point zero one equals four twenty. That's why they call me Math Kid. You know, <laughs> see how quick I did all that math right there. I, yeah, it was impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you some sort of medal to wear, mm-hmm. um, maybe a certificate, trophy. <laughs> but when, so I did, in case you were wondering, I don't know what else you looked into after we read all about the Waldos and that piece that was written about, you know, the the guys that were asserting that, you know, 420 started with them mm-hmm. and, and that it started as, you know... a a meeting spot after yeah, after school just some high school kids making up some funny lettering right to go look for weed like mm-hmm. you know in in a treasure hunt a yeah. treasure map kind of thing yeah um, it's like whenever uh, in elementary school whenever we want to go play baseball it'd be like uh yeah a little bit of 746 what is that that's that's the that'd be the code for playing going and playing baseball wait so is that like something that was true or did you just make that up i just i just just made it up. Okay, so no, I don't believe you about okay. the golf. Like done. <laughs> Credibility shot. Mm. Um but 
The thing that I, I, I was particularly tickled by in um, that Waldo's and 420 entry. So wait a second. Let me back up for, for a moment. I did go and try and find something to dispute, you know, that 420 came from somewhere else. What did you um, find? Nothing. Oh. You know, like there, th- there's a lot of consensus that this is where 420 originated. Mm. You know, um, but the thing that tickled me the most about that particular entry, do you remember what Mary, um, uh, the 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 phrase that she wanted to be the, um, like the code for 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 you know cannabis clarity? I I, I don't. Okay, it was um, the certain curtain. Oh, the uh, certain curtain. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, and, and uh, there are a lot of details. I, I'm, you know, that was just yeah. uh, certain things stick out to me. Certain things stick out to you. I would assume. Apparently, certain curtains stick out to you. It was funny because it was she, she'd always kind of wanted that to be a thing, <laughs> and I, I, I found that to be endearing. It didn't take. No, it did not take. Like I was trying to make like I like this whenever I try to make the word like wizard work like whenever I think something's real cool it's wizard. How how long have you been trying that? Seven years. And it still hasn't caught. <laughs> no, it hasn't caught yet. I almost think I should give up on it, but then there's like a part of me that says to not, and that would be very unwizard if I gave up. And you know, I'm I'm pretty wizard. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty wizard. Uh, see, even you, or even you are using it. I'm trying. Yeah. And I'll try it out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And and thank you for not being patronizing either. No. Yeah. I would I, never do that. I like that you're not being patronizing. That's anti-wizard. Yes. That's, yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, so after Certain Curtain and 420 and the Waldos, for the ninth entry we looked at... We went to 1948 and the Kentucky Colonel, the Kentucky if I'm Colonel. remembering correctly, that mm-hmm. ran the article or ran a like a like a publication about James F. Hopkins um, working on an advanced degree to study hemp in, in Kentucky, which was, uh, you know, commonly referred to as the hemp state, you know, yeah. Most With production that. coming out of hemp, come, uh, most production coming out of Kentucky for hemp. Yeah. Um, back the, in the day. With that, with that strong fiber. Strong. And, and oh, that one I just lost. I was going to say something else and it just didn't happen. So, <laughs> um, yes, strong fiber. Best fiber ever. One of the strongest natural fibers, if not the strongest natural fiber in the world. Yeah, it's almost as it's almost like it's strong as if there was like a human spider that was able to make <laughs> like silk, like some sort of like sort of shoot some sort of thing out of them. Now that sounds terrifying to me. Yeah, well, Does even talking about that and saying it out loud sound terrifying to you? No, not whenever it's in human form, just when spider form. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a half human, half spider that can shoot stuff at you, not terrifying. No, in but fact, like it, a one inch by one inch daddy long legs. Ah, uh, huh, scream like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just comparing the strength of a uh, of a spider's, uh, you know, silk that they spin with uh, with hemp, and I think it'd be very comparable um, if you scale up. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And hemp, it wasn't just about textiles, too. Food source and can be used for all kinds of purposes. You, you can't eat silk. I mean, I guess you could. Don't eat silk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, if you have, like, those silk sheets, I would not throw a little barbecue sauce on them. No. And just kind of just eat them right up. That's not going to work. But hemp seeds, delicious in a salad. Right, and very nutritious. Isn't it funny how that works? <laughs> so after hemp, we went to the 60s. Yeah. Uh, and the 10th entry yeah, was... baby. <laughs> when Mary got a letter in the mail. And you know, now that it's like, I'm going to have to go back and look at that one because I don't know, I don't remember what... The, the family members were even writing about so much time was spent focusing on the Garcia de Orta stamp mm-hmm. that was on the envelope yeah um and that was very um that made Mary very happy she was yeah. very pleased by that because he was you know a, a pivotal person and the music in, in oh and that was Fado 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 I think it's Fado with the with the sad shawl yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. the sad uh, and the emotion. And the, and the emotion. And the, and the clapping in the background, the snapping yeah. and the Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I can't remember what the actual letter was about, but the Garcia de Orta stamp. Yeah. Um and that only leaves two. Okay. So the eleventh entry that we looked at Which was, was my favorite. Really? Yeah, because Ding Dong the Witch is dead. Oh. <laughs> you know, I felt that. Like, I could feel your essence, like, really standing behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it was... That one was a one that I... I, I mean, do I want to talk to Mary about all of them? Absolutely. Yes. But that one was a short one, too, because it was, it was um, really just acknowledging the obituary of Harry Anslinger. Yeah. In 75. Yeah. And uh, that was tough to read. Like parts of that were tough because it, he is one of the, the most infamous figures in, you know, cannabis history. And just so much, so much destruction mm-hmm. with, with, I, I, we're not, we're not going to go down there right now. Yeah. But, um, Way to bring it down. There, I know, I know. But I think one of the things that I was was that still considering, I'm still considering because we never found out what the 137 what's are. Do you remember that part? Uh, I do, but I don't. I don't remember what you know what it ended up being with the what the 137 watts oh right that one was the um like it was an entry that was started and then seemed to be interrupted yeah so it was uh, some sort of collectible and it was uh yellow right yellow yeah uh and white it was yellow and white and red all over like a newspaper that would be black and white and red all over that is you're correct sure yeah like yellow white you're Mm -hmm. absolutely correct on that one 137 of what (laughs) <laughs> and that one was and she put it up on the wall mm-hmm. anyway and then the last entry that we looked at you know was quite the local entry where 
something really amazing happened and we realized that Mary provided a directive. Angela, pay attention. Yeah. What? What am I supposed to be doing? This is where the story. This is where the story starts. <laughs> and New Jersey's legalization. Oh, that was the sixty-seven percent referendum mm-hmm. where she talked about how she really wondered, you know, if 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 six out of ten people, well, like six and a half, like seven out of ten people, are were comfortable with legalization she wanted to know what was happening with those three or four other you know yeah and then we looked at some of the real party poopers the the pew numbers (laughs) (laughs) and she did say that the jersey shore was a magical place and i also don't think that was a coincidence that she said that, that she said the jersey shore is a magical place yeah why don't you think that was a coincidence well because you know i'm from new jersey yeah, yeah, well, we're, we're well aware of that. <laughs> Just like we know you're from Chicago. Eh, I don't think people know that about me. I think everybody knows that about you. <laughs> I think they, they would just more... have to walk by you, right? Because uh, I think you're, there's literal body art that you have been stopped Oh, I in thought you street. were going to say body odor. You smell like sausage. Is that true? I do smell like I'm sausage. I'm going to need a sniff. <laughs> um, but, like, I, you know, is it... Is it a coincidence that it's the, it was the 2020, it was a 2020 entry that was about legalization in New Jersey, mm-hmm. the referendum, Jersey Shore is a magical place, and then that 419.99. Yep, that always gets stolen. Right, that's the old, and oh, have I looked into more of it? Um, Like to see if there's any 419.99, if there's more significance of that? I haven't been able to find anything. Okay. So I'm assuming that that Colorado road sign. They know what they're talking about. Right. But like, I'm assuming Mary was referring to that and not some other. And the same with New Jersey, New Jersey deciding to actually make the legalization day on four twenty one. Yeah. Just to. And which was no mistake. And that is four twenty. Plus one. What? Oh, no, I mean, yes. There again, you go, math again, kid. <laughs> math kid, yeah. And in my head at this point, you have a calculator and a utility belt that you're ready to just bust out at any time. Yeah, it's like a holster. But like one of the big, like the, the kind that we had in high school. Yeah. Like the, what were they called? Graphing calculators. Yeah. Yeah. The math, still, the math kid knows knows a thing or two about graphing calculators. Could only use it for addition and subtraction. I know about sine, cosine. Oh no! And the other, and, and the is other... this where the mad kid taps out? <laughs> does not make it to the semifinals. <laughs> anyway, um, so we have done a lot of exploring. A bit, we've, but I think we've just scratched the surface, or I think we've just scratched the book, or I think we've just opened the book a little bit and scratched the pages. Okay, yeah. with gloves on, so there's no damage. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I told you I was going to come back and ask, do you have a favorite entry so far? Uh, Yeah, the one where Anslinger dies. Like, you are sticking with that. Oh, yeah. All right. That one I also like them as the, because I like jazz and making jazz noises with my face. Because you're a musician. Yeah. I like you can get stuff. away with that. Yeah, you can like do stuff this. with your mouth. <laughs> Good for you. Yep. Yeah. 
musical ability. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that is fascinating. Um, but I really think that you were meant to receive this book and to go through it and to explore it and to kind of bring out into the world what Mary had to say. So we're at lucky number 13, right? Like this Mm. is the 13th time we've gone together and wanted to talk through some diary stuff. Yeah. There's still so many entries and there's, there's one in particular that I want to be able to show you for next. I already started to look actually. So maybe we come back again a couple days. I think that sounds like a good idea. All I right. think we should come back and then the whenever we take a look at that that entry number thirteen, hopefully it won't be too scary because and give us triskai triskai triskidephobia. Okay. Triskaidecaphobia. Very good. Yes, triskaidecaphobia. Do 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 do. All right. Well, then we'll just keep going, and you know our thirteenth entry will be up soon. Oh yeah. Join us next time for Use This As You See Fit, The Diary of Mary.